Welcome to Leading from Alignment, a weekly podcast from Converge Coaching, where our passion is to help you lead better, lead longer, and enjoy it more. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 49 of Leading from Alignment. Uh, My co-host, Jim Wiegand, is enjoying some time off today, so uh, I'm going to host this episode solo, but I do have a special guest with me today. I'm very excited to have him on our podcast. His name is Chad Dearman. Chad, uh, thanks for joining us today. Oh, it's great to be here, John. Thank you so much for the invite. So Chad pastors Faith Alive Church in West Branch, Michigan, and is really a good friend of mine, and he's a very good friend of Converge Coaching. And uh, Chad, we're just so glad that you're here with us today. Um, I'm going to just throw some questions at you today about um, uh, where you serve, how you got, kind of how you got there. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and uh, just, I have a, I guess I have a laundry list of things I want to talk to you about today. So sure. again, thanks. Thanks for being with us. So Chad, Great to be here. thanks. Yeah. Why don't you tell us a little bit about your story, you know, your, your faith journey, um, the call to pastoral ministry. Uh, if you would, could you share some of that with us? Yeah, I, um, I grew up in the church, preacher's kid, and, uh, you know, so I've been around church for a lot of years, mm-hmm. and mom and dad pastored the church for about 22 years, and uh, they really felt God leading them into a new, a new time, new chapter in their life, and so they moved from California to Albuquerque, New Mexico, and uh, where dad began to pursue becoming a chaplain in a hospital. And uh, so I moved to a whole different community, to Albuquerque, and uh, started high school there. But I I did really well. Um, Mm. You know, good grades, year-round athlete, all those kind of things. Just made a lot of friends. And uh, it was really, though, after high school when I graduated that that things began to kind of spiral out of control for me. Uh, Mm. Really got into the party scene, you know, 18, 19, 20-year-old kid. um, And you know, just really went, had the wrong friends in my life type, Mm. a lot of influence pulled me away really so far from God. And so, but I had a praying mother and uh, she she was constantly reminding me of God's call in my life and uh, I was running. And so, Mm. so at the age of 22 um, was the night, the, the year that I gave my life to Christ and fully surrendered. And so I drove home one night heavily intoxicated, had been out, you know, I was the kind of person uh, almost at a different bar or a different club, hmm. you know, with my friends almost every night of the week. And so, but I was lost. I felt lost. I just felt broken. And, you know, God just really began to do a deep work in my heart. And that, that night I drove home intoxicated. And instead of going to my own place, I drove to mom and dad's and it was midnight, mom and dad were already asleep. And I went in there and just received Christ. I accepted Jesus. Mm. I knew how to do it. I had actually prayed that prayer many times, but this time I meant it. Uh-huh. You know, God wants to be needed and I needed him. And mm. that was the night I gave my life to Christ. And, and I really, you know, you hear the stories of the miracles of being people being delivered from drugs and alcohol, cigarettes, all those things. And I was one of those. I mean, literally overnight, I was delivered, just stopped everything Mm. and radically saved. 
and just totally fell in love with Jesus. And, you know, God's had me on a journey ever since. That's amazing. You know, Chad, I never knew that about you. Mm -hmm. I didn't, I did not know that was your story. Um, that's so amazing. Yeah. Uh, thank God for, uh, the blessing of being delivered, uh, from substance addiction. Um, I was in the same boat and, uh, dramatic, uh, salvation, dramatic conversion. And, uh, I thank God often right. that he delivered me, uh, and that I didn't have to struggle. I know so many people do struggle even after their conversion, right? It, it's, right. A, it's a process for them. And that doesn't mean their walk with God's any less than, you know, mine or yours. Right. But God was in his mercy, I think, just, you know, delivered both of us. So that's such a, an awesome story. Um, Chad, how did, how did you sense the call to ministry? How did that kind of play out for you? Well, when I got saved, I, you know, pretty much lost every friend I had. Uh, just about. And, uh, but I really didn't care because I, I had that new friend in my life, Jesus. And yeah. I locked myself in my parents' house and just began to soak in the scriptures and just, you know, learning more about God. Mom and dad were discipling me. And that's really when I began to desire to tell other people about Christ. I mean, I was, mm -hmm. I was that transformed. And, you know, mom and dad began to share with me about Bible University. And so I was looking into Southwestern Assemblies of God University mm -hmm. and went there by myself, didn't know anybody there and just have been on a straight path ever since. Uh, mm -hmm. Just pastoral ministry. I had a desire to go into ministry, full-time ministry and, um, you know, and, and met my wife there mm -hmm. at Southwestern, Angie, you know, she's a Michigander. Yeah. So uh, we've we've come to the promised land, you know, and uh, <laughs> we just we love we love Michigan. But um, so when we graduated, we moved to actually before we came to Michigan, we actually went to Farmington, New Mexico, where we were youth mm. pastors and children's pastors. Uh, for I never really felt a long term call towards youth ministry, but I learned a lot there under that pastor, mm. First Assembly of God in Farmington. And uh, just learned a lot about the church, how to do ministry. And, uh, you know, but after two and a half years, I really desired to begin to travel and be an evangelist, believe mm. it or not. So from Farmington, to, we moved to Albuquerque and I started traveling full time. And, you know, I contacted just every friend I had, people I knew in ministry and God began to open doors and so I was traveling for over two, about two years full time on the evangelistic field. And well, after that time, I mean, what we were seeing miracles and just God doing amazing things. But I, I came home one day after I was gone three weeks traveling and I travel alone because, you know, my wife, we just had our daughter, Lauren. Mm -hmm. And, you know, but I had, I had come home one day and I, I looked at my wife and I could tell she was not happy. Just, just didn't have that. She had that look. And yeah. I asked her, if mom, if, if mom ain't happy, nobody's happy. Right? Exactly. <laughs> so um, I just sat down and I said, you know, Angie, what's going on? And mm. she just said, you know, Chad, this is your ministry. This isn't our ministry. Uh -huh. And when she said that, I just shot right through my heart. And so mm. I knew something was wrong. And I finally went to prayer about it. And I said, you know, God, what do you want me to do? And he said, Chad, it's time for you to settle down, raise a family, and pastor a church. 
Wow. So that's how we came to Michigan. We put resumes out all over the country, okay. various, various districts, and this was the door that God had opened for us in West Branch. How long ago was that, Chad? Well, I've been in uh, full-time ministry 23 years now, so uh, that would be 20 years ago. So you've been at West Branch almost 20 years Almost now. 20, yeah. yeah we're wow. in our, going on our 19th year, going to be 20. All right, so I'm going to test your memory here for a minute. Oh, boy. Uh, <laughs> um, what, was the, what was the culture, the organizational culture like when you started leading the church in West Branch? Well, when I got here, it was, um, you know, it's a, it's a rural community, West Branch, and mm-hmm. um, you know, very traditional. We had 19 senior adults in the church and mm-hmm. uh, no kids, no youth, no young families. It was just, I was 29 years old. And so you very traditional, you know, hymnals, organ, Sunday morning, mm-hmm. Sunday school, Sunday morning, very long service, suit and tie. Mm-hmm. Sunday night service, you know, very, very traditional right. uh, type church. And so, yeah, that's where we started with 19 senior adults in a very, very traditional church. And then uh, now you've been there almost 20 years. What, what's the size of the church right now? Well, we are running about 800 now. And uh, mm-hmm. so just through the years, God has been blessing. And, and actually, even after COVID, uh, we've been running a little more with those connecting online now, about 12, 1300. So we okay. have about uh, 1300 people now watching or in the building uh, who are connected at least over 20 minutes online. And right. so, yeah, I mean, it's just amazing. The, the, the growth, what God has done here. Um, it's just, we're, we're so thankful and God has really blessed faith life. So that's an incredible story. If you think about it, Chad, it's very unusual to see a church with that population in it uh, in a small community. Um, What would you say were the most important things you did to move the church forward um, over the years? Well, you know, there are so many principles, but I mean, obviously the very first thing I want to, I want to say is there's a lot of growth that has happened just outside of anything that we've done, I don't have answers for. It's just an mm-hmm. act. It's just an act of God, you know, hmm. and this from the families that have come in the, the, you know, to give you an example, like we had one family give $60,000 to our children's ministry hmm. to help us expand in children's program. Uh, you know, just adding all these new, new equipment and things like that. So I want to say that first and foremost, that God has blessed faith alive church and much of it has just been so incredible, just an act of God, just him moving, him providing, him bringing resources, bringing the people, things that I'm just like, Angie and I standing back, just scratching our heads going, wow, this is so incredible, just mm-hmm. what God is doing. You know, one of the things I did want to share um, is that I don't believe we leave things. I believe we move towards things. Hmm. Israel never left Egypt until they had a picture of the promised land. And I believe that in churches. I don't believe we just stop doing things. We're moving in a direction. And so I always ask myself the question, what's next? Hmm. What's next in my ministry? What am I moving towards? 
and sharing that vision with the congregation. That's really where way back when we were 19 senior adults, mm. through the years, just sharing with the people what's next is so critical, casting that vision. Yeah. Second is also just um, talking about the small wins, what God is doing. Mm-hmm. And I begin to talk about, it almost sounds like from the pulpit you're bragging, but you're just, you're bragging on the success and the wins because it, it changes the way the people think. Mm-hmm. And yes. through the years, always talking about our wins in, you know, whether it's getting people saved, uh, starting new ministries, changing ministries, doing outreaches, just what are the results and talking about those results constantly in front of the church. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the, how many people are being baptized in sharing those things. And so I, I started changing the mindset of the people because it began to build faith. You know, one of the things yeah. that I learned about a rural community is a lot of people don't really believe that mm. the church can move forward. Yeah. And uh, it's just us four and no more. And, you know, so when we talk about our success and our wins and the fruitfulness that's there and people hear that. Right. It begins to change the mindset of the people. You know, Chad, if I could just for a minute uh, interject. Uh, So you said two things that I think are so important for any church. Right. No matter what size. And this is true even for businesses. Right. Right. Uh, The power of vision. Um. And, and vision, it, from our perspective, is all about destination. You know, where, where are we going? And you, you said it, what's next? You know, what's the next step? What's the next, uh, what's the next mountain you know, we're going to climb? And, and I think that so many of the struggles churches have are because they lack a clear sense of destination. They, right. and, and when you don't know where you're going, and you, you really don't have anything to align to. There's nothing to align to if there's no vision. And so I think what happens is without vision, people, they, they show up, you know, they, they work, they do things, but they don't really see how what they're doing actually connects to anything bigger right. uh, or anything down the road. So I, I think that's such an important point that you, you brought up. And then the second thing you talked about was celebrating and I think celebration and celebrating the right things really is how you shape a culture. Right. Absolutely. And, and culture provides fuel for mm-hmm. your vision. And, and so, boy, those two things are so key. They're so incredibly important. And I just wanted to add emphasis to them, Chad. Uh, what else do you got in, in some of the things that you did? What were the most important things you did to move the church forward? Well, I do believe God is a God of tremendous detail. You know, there's nowhere you can put a needle on your, your body and not hit a nerve. You know, God takes care of the small things, but he doesn't always give you all the detail. You know, when God called Moses to go to the mountain of Moriah, that's a huge region of mountains. And God just said, I want you to go there. It's like, okay, where are we going? You know, God said, just go. And the Bible says, that when he got to the place, he looked up and he saw it. And when you mm-hmm. see it, that's when he, you know, so I believe you and I, as we're moving in a direction and talking about and celebrating those wins, God will give you that next step. You may not have all the details mm-hmm. for what's coming next, but God is a God of tremendous detail. 
Right. And he will take care of those details and show you what to do next. Um, you know, one of the things I wanted to say also, John, was the importance of reaching out to mentors. Mm. You know, all these years, God has brought strong leaders into my life and in my ministry. And I've reached out, you know, a mentor is, is not like a friend. You know, mm. a friend likes you the way you are. A, a mentor likes you too much to leave you the way you are. Yeah. And th these are people whose advice you follow. You follow mm. their advice. And so I was reaching out to mentors throughout the year. You would be one of those mm. that I have connected with through the years. But I wanted to just, um, you know, early on was Dave Sassy. He taught me how to pastor a church, just the basics of a church. Uh, Steve Bradshaw taught me how to to do church planting. Uh, John Palmer taught me a lot about systems and how to mm -hmm. organize and structure a church. Uh, Dave Williams taught me so much just about leadership. And, you know, even Angie and I traveled to Springfield and, and met with John Lindell and his wife and got to shadow him. And that was a church of 10,000 people. Right. But it's amazing how God will expose you to things greater things before he does those things in your own ministry. And so we learned a lot just shadowing him. Jim Westheim taught me a lot about time management. Uh, Dick Hardy, the Hardy group mm -hmm. taught me a lot about hospitality, how right. to be hospitable in a church and how important that is. Um, you know, obviously John Opelouski, you taught me a lot about breaking barriers and uh, development of organizational charts I've learned a lot in your ministry, still am um, very mm. connected to your ministry and I have been for years now. Um, I know I'm giving you a lot here, but Choco, That's okay. de, Choco de Jesus taught me mm. how to delegate using mm. people, even though, you know, just use people, just use them and, and give them opportunities to shine. Right. Um, I, I love that. Paul Firestein taught me how to pastor a much larger church and how to simplify Yes. And of course, I've learned a lot from Jeff Halavin. I'm a, I'm a presbyter now in the Northeast section. So I've been mm -hmm. in a lot of meetings with Jeff and he's just a tremendous leader for the state of Michigan. And um, so God has used key mentors in my ministry at key points. Right. That have gotten me, that have really helped us get where we are today. Chad, you know, I, I think I know the answer to this question, but I, I, I'm assuming that you, chased those mentors they didn't chase you absolutely yeah you know a mentor doesn't need his protege but mm -hmm. a protege does need the mentor yeah. and you've got to go after them and uh and be prepared the last thing you want to do is waste your time waste right. their time and when like when i called dave williams i had written out questions way in advance so when i sat right. down with him i was prepared and uh you know, so yeah, absolutely. You got to go after these mentors for sure. Yeah. And you know, Chad, we're really butting up against time and there's so much more uh, that I want to ask you. I uh, wondered if you would be willing to join us for another episode. Absolutely. Yeah, that'd be great. Okay, awesome. So uh, Chad will be joining us uh, for episode uh, 50 and we'll be talking about the same subject, but we have a lot more that we want to work on together and go through. Chad, thanks for joining us for episode 49. Um, you know, if you are listening today, if you're enjoying this podcast, Leading from Alignment, can I encourage you to share it with a friend, 
uh, write us a review. Let us know how the podcast is impacting you. And as always, you can reach us, uh, reach Converge Coaching, reach our team by going to convergecoach.com and clicking the contact us uh, button. Chad, thanks again for joining us uh, today. And all of you who are listening today, thanks for joining us as we help you lead from alignment.